Welcome to episode 23 of the High School Huddle podcast presented by the Fort Worth Star-Telegram. This is William Wilkerson. You can find me on Twitter at Wilkerson underscore FWST. And I'm Brian Gossett. I'm at Gossett41. Uh, another exciting episode of the podcast. We'll go dive into state basketball. Uh, the girls finishing up last week and uh, boys here this week. And then baseball and softball, soccer player of the weeks, and then so highlight some uh, top performers. So we have one more week in the in the basketball season, Brian. Uh, the girls wrapped up the season last week while the boys start their state tournament on Thursday in San Antonio. Yeah, on the girls' side, you had uh, the dominating Argyle Eagles winning their fifth state title in a row. Uh, Chance Westmoreland there, the head coach. Riley McKinney, who our uh, colleague Mac Engel did a story on her. She got MVP honors. In 5A, Amarillo, who uh, knocked out Timberview in the regional final there. They go back-to-back, defeating a DFW school in Frisco Liberty. And then Nazareth, you know, we talked about it last, last week. Going for their 23rd straight title, and uh, they, they got it. So just another dominating performance from them in the, the 1A state title game. Did a little story there on Converse Judson uh, winning their first state title, but also the first team from San Antonio to win a state title in uh, UIL girls basketball history. So uh, congratulations to the Judson girls. Uh, they defeated DeSoto there 49-46 in the 6A final. And then private schools, Taps, Bishop Lynch, uh, just another uh, powerhouse in DFW and girls basketball. Andy Zillman, who's got over 1,000 career wins. They win the state title in 6A. Now has 26 state titles in 38 years coaching at Bishop Lynch. Wow. That is f- – <laughs> I don't really even know what to I'll say just take, about that. I'll just take one state title. Yeah, he's, that's, got, he's got 26. That's phenomenal. Uh, shout out to uh, Converse Judson, by the way, being a uh, um, – being someone from the uh, San Antonio area, and uh, you're congratulations. from the, that area, right? Yeah, congratulations to the uh, to the Rockets. That uh, that and that was a heck of a game. I'm not sure if uh, you were able to, for those out there, were able to watch it. But if you can catch the uh, the rerun on Fox Sports Southwest, uh, it was a phenomenal game. Came down to the last minute. Uh, so congrats to uh, Converse Judson and also DeSoto for uh, another remarkable season. On the boys' side, starting in taps, Brian, the Grace Prep Lions. Got revenge on the Woodlands Christian with a an, another thrilling game, a 58-54 overtime victory to win the 4A championship on Friday. This was the program's first uh, state title since 2012, but not the first for uh, for that school, which we'll touch on in just a bit. Yeah, uh, that was just a terrific game. You talked to Coach Alfred there uh, for a follow-up story, and they came out pretty hot you know this the grace prep they they like to score quick they like to score a lot um, they average over 65 points per game and they got a four-point lead at uh, halftime but the woodlands came out on fire second half and the lions found themselves down for most of the second half until uh, brandon lawrence and you can catch the video on uh, dfwvarsity.com he hits a three game tying three with 2.7 seconds left to send it overtime and then ultimately, they, they pick up the four-point win. Um, you know, just touching base, we got to uh, watch Grace Prep in the semifinal against Lubbock Christian. And uh, it kind of looked like they were out of uh, funk. Um, Lubbock had the early lead, and it looked like uh, Grace Prep couldn't buy a shot. But they go on a 29-2 to run in the first, uh, late in the first quarter and second quarter. And just blow out, uh, blow out that team there to advance and 
got to touch base with coach uh, there on Thursday night in Waco uh, about the win. I mean, he's just an explosive offensive player. Um, he just has the potential to do that at any moment. Um, I just thought he and Miles both were really, really good offensively. Um, and then I don't know how many rebounds Miles had, but um, it was a few. Um, and then it's a, it's a, I mean, we've hoped all year to get back to it tomorrow, honestly, and we haven't talked about it at all. Um, but in the back of everybody in that locker room's mind, their goal was to play in this game tomorrow. So uh, I'm excited to be there, and we're going to try to show up and hold up our end of the park. And, uh, you know, he's there in the beginning talking about Evan McCarthy, Miles uh, McCurry, who both were on the Final Four All-State Tournament team. Uh, McCarthy had a big game, 27 points, and McCurry had a double-double. So um, that was against Lubbock Christian to advance to the state final. Uh, congratulations to Coach, uh, Coach Alfred uh, once again and, and the Lions. This was the fourth state title for that school this year, which is just remarkable. Um, it was also Alfred's first as a head coach in 31 years of coaching. Uh, you can catch the story online and in Thursday's paper, the Fort Worth Star-Telegram. The OIL state tournament uh, begins this week at the Alamo Dome down in San Antonio. Uh, Brian and I were both at the 6A Region 1 tournament um, this past Friday, uh, which featured really four remarkable teams, including uh, Duncanville beating Euless Trinity. Uh, the Trojans really came out on fire, but in the end, there was just too much firepower for the Panthers, um, who have proved why they've been so dominant this season. Yeah, uh, Trinity's uh, run ended. Sorry about that, Steve, our producer, a uh, Trinity Trojan. Yeah, they, they came out on fire. They scored the first eight points, Trinity did. Uh, they led 10 to 1. And then Duncanville just took over uh, Jemias Ramsey, Micah Peavy, and those guys, uh, just proving why they are number one in, in 6A. Um, <clears throat> of course, Jemias Ramsey is the uh, Texas Tech signee, you know, big, can run the point for, you know, big kid. He can shoot the three. He's, he's uh, like I always say, he gives you a highlight reel every night. Um, but for Trinity, they had a great season, you know, district champs, uh, seventh straight year of making the playoffs. Um, you know, a team that not a lot of people expected to, to go that far. It was uh, 23 years uh, going to the regional tournament. 1996 was the last time uh, that year they actually went to the state tournament. So just congratulations to Coach uh, Mark Venels for, uh, you know, bringing the Trojans all the way here when, when not a lot of people gave him a chance and uh, got to talk to him after the, after the game and just get his thoughts about this season. I mean, if you'd asked me if this would be the group of kids to do yeah. this, I probably would have told you no. But they are the true epitome of team. You know, seven years in a row, make the playoffs, two district titles, having some of the players we've had come through and still show support that we just got this going in the right direction. And these guys, these guys have done nothing but bust their tails all year long and just show the heart. And we call it heart and hoop. And that's what they've showed all year. And uh, Andre Nunley, their senior point guard, uh, you know, had a quiet game as, as most of them did because Duncanville just uh, took was still dominating on defense. But just a great season for him, uh, over 19 points per game, uh, seven assists, and just really a kid that uh, not on the radar uh, for college programs, but hopefully um, this kind of little playoff run jump starts that and hopefully he, he gets an offer or scholarship to play somewhere. And uh, just briefly got his thoughts about making this deep run in his final year uh, as a Trinity Trojan. Oh, it was unexpected. No one no one thought he was going to go this far. They, no one thought he was going to be Arlington High, Tascosa, or North Crowley, number three. So it was just, it was a humbling process, and I was just glad to do it with my um, brothers for like the last year. 
You know, if you have not seen Andre Nunley play, uh, that was my first time seeing him, but I've heard a lot about him. Uh, first time seeing him in person. Uh, the guy's just a dog. Uh, he did everything for Trinity. Uh, he worked so hard on every possession to try to get to the basket. Um, and, uh, I, I mean, his will to not quit was uh, was pretty impressive. So someone needs to offer this kid. Um, he can play at the next level. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, and, uh, you know, a small kid, uh, yeah. I think maybe 5'7", five, 5'8". Five, uh, but yeah, he he gets after it. He was playing defense, uh, playing hundred percent all the way through. Even the whole though time we were down thirty. Yeah, I remember one uh, defensive sequence. He was on uh, Jemias Ramsey, who's got about several inches know, on. Yeah, him. Yeah, five or six inches yeah. on him, and he kind of baited him. Uh, Ramsey was backing down mm-hmm. in the paint, and he was able to draw the charge. And so uh, tough kid, and hopefully, yeah, he, hopefully he gets an offer. I think someone will. Be very lucky to get him. Yep. Uh, we're uh, president, vice president of the Andre Nunley fan club. So, uh, uh, you know, hats off to you for an incredible season. Um, moving on, Geyer won its semifinal game 42-36 over Odessa Permian. Um, those two meeting in the semis for the second straight year. That set up a classic between number one Duncanville and number two Geyer on Saturday from uh, Wilkerson Grinds. Uh, that ended up being an overtime thriller with Duncanville coming um, out on top over the Wildcats. Uh, Brian, what can you tell us about that one? Yeah, I wasn't sure uh, after Friday's semifinal, that kind of defensive battle, 42-36, uh, telling some of the guys on, on press roll that you know Geyer better you know get it together and score or this is going to be a blowout. And uh, Geyer came out swinging. Um, you know, they led for most of the first half, and at halftime they, they were up seven. Um, their big, you know, star player, Davian Harmon, who signed to Oklahoma, had a big first half, 18 points. Kind of filling the void because Jalen Wilson, their other big guy, uh, signed to Michigan. He, he scored no points in the first half. But he did uh, contribute a lot. Uh, he had about five or six rebounds, five or six assists in the first half. So he, his presence was definitely felt. And then Jacoby Coles had a big game. Uh, he ended with 24 points. He's the big guy in the middle. But Duncanville came back. Again, Jemias Ramsey uh, just lit it up there in the second half. Came all the way back, and they were able to tie it. Uh, and then sent in overtime. Uh, Jalen Wilson picked up some fire there, uh, 12 points in the second half in overtime before ultimately fouling out there in the extra period and then uh, just too much Ramsey Michael Peavy finished with 19 points and they really shut down Harmon in the second half because uh, he only scored four points the rest of the way uh, Ramsey ended with 26 and uh, yeah they, they prevailed 66 62 in overtime is is a great game um, just really I think the best game I've seen this season uh, when it comes to boys basketball and, and definitely one of the best um, in my career with the Star-Telegram. So, um, you know, if, if Duncanville keeps doing that, uh, look out for the, the Panthers at the state tournament. Yeah, and I guess if, you have, uh, if you've seen Texas Tech play this year, you know they're, they're one hell of a team. Uh, they just beat Texas by about 20 points on Monday. Um, and they've got this, this young man, Ramsey, coming in who can do really – pretty much anything he's a silent assassin um in my eyes he doesn't really say much on the court um but by the time the game is over you look up he's got 20 plus points and has impacted the game on the defensive end as well so uh the red raiders are, are certainly on a roll right now with chris beard uh duncanville headed to state for the first time since 2007 and brian gossett guess who they get in the 6a state semifinals on friday which you will be at 
none other than North Shore, which uh, if you are a fan of Texas high school football and if you're listening to this podcast, I'm assuming that you are. Uh, they ended uh, one of the most uh, thrilling football games I've ever seen in my entire life, uh, regardless of level, um, in the uh, 6A state championship, which uh, North Shore um, ended up winning on a uh, last-second Hail Mary miracle in the uh, the corner of the end zone. So um, that is truly going to be something special to, uh, to witness. Um, I believe that game will be televised on Fox Sports Southwest. Don't quote me on that. I believe so. Uh, I know the state uh, finals will certainly be, um, but uh, try to get down to San Antonio if you can to see that. Uh, Brian Gossett will be there for sure. Yeah, and, uh, you know, I know there are certain programs who, like Allen last year, who goes to state in football and, and, and went state in wrestling and, and boys basketball, but how many times do you actually see, you know, I know it's not the state final yet for basketball, but how many times do you see two of the same teams play right. in a, a state, you know, game? And uh, I saw someone on Twitter, I think it was uh, Keith Miller, uh, wide receiver from, I believe, the Colony, kind of uh, chuckled at his tweet because he was wondering uh, is if North Shore was able to win on a buzzer beater on Friday, he's going <laughs> to delete his Twitter account. <laughs> and so, yeah, it was a great uh, game, if you remember that, in December with football. Uh, 45-yard Hail Mary in the corner of the end zone. The guy's you know, being dragged down by two Dunkerville defenders and uh you know you got the video I mean it was it was a mosh pit down there with the media uh, in that corner just trying to get some video ended up being I think what second on uh top 10 yeah sports center I don't know how it was number one I don't, but, I don't either um but yeah it's it's interesting I'd love to see you know how many times has this happened where uh two teams played in the football state title game and then you know couple months down the road they're, they're playing at the state tournament in basketball um but like i said you know duncanville with with jamias ramsey he pretty much can do anything michael peavy's just a great uh number two guy um and i'm not familiar with north shore i believe they're in the top 10 tabc state rankings but i think it's gonna be a heck of a game um but uh i'm sure Dunkerville, even for the basketball players, there's a little, uh, you know, revenge, I oh, guess. Without <laughs> question, you know that they're looking to seek revenge for their football football guys. And I don't think, you know, I don't think they're all thinking, hey, let's win on a buzzer beat or something. I think they really want to go out and, and win by 10, 15, 20 points. So uh, I would love to look at the roster here to see if there's any uh, football players on, on either of these teams. So... That'd be interesting, and I'm, I'm excited to go and watch it again. It's uh, Friday night or at the Alamo Dome. Um, in Snyder for 5A Region 1, we had one DFW team uh, headed to state um, in Mansfield-Timmerview. Uh, they uh, got there by defeating uh, Justin Northwest. The Wolves prevailed going to state for the second time in three years. Congratulations to Mansfield-Timmerview. Yeah, congratulations to uh, Coach Dwayne Gregory. Heck of a coach, heck of a guy, and um, this was a uh, marquee matchup. You know, you had Timberview, balance attack, and Northwest trying to make it to the state tournament for a third straight year. You know, their star player, Avery Anderson, who uh, signed to Oklahoma State. Um, in the semifinals against Paul Duro, he had 33 points. Uh, here in Timberview, he had 28. But uh, just too much Timberview picking up, uh, I believe the final score was 76-65, something like that. Uh, Rodrigo Soares was named the tournament MVP. Uh, he had 18 points and I think seven or eight rebounds. Trevarian, Trezarian White, excuse me, who signed the Air Force, he uh, also had 18 points. It was named All Tourney. 
And uh, I'm going to do a little preview uh, about Timberview headed to state. Uh, they actually, they're headed there now. They had the state send off uh, on Wednesday morning at the school. But went out to the school earlier this week and talked to those guys, uh, Trezarian, C.J. Smith, their terrific point guard, and then Coach uh, Gregory just, you know, what's it going to take to win another one and bring home their second state title in three years. And so I got to talk to uh, Trezarian. Uh, senior forward and again uh, if if people don't remember last year uh, you know they were knocked out they were trying to go back to back but they were knocked out to Waxahachie which at the time was uh, they were both in the same district uh, but they got knocked out uh, in the regional quarterfinals so just talk to Tristarian about trying to trying to win it again and, and trying to you know complete unfinished business from uh, last season. Well, it, it it always been in the back of our mind, just knowing that we're, we were supposed to win that year. That was the year that everybody thought Timberview was going to be state champion, champions back-to-back. So it's always in the back of our mind. And just recently, Isaac, likely, he sent us the video of them after the game crying. And he was like, remember this feeling. So that just motivated us to play hard because we didn't want to feel that no more. Because losing in the third round is tough. So. Yeah, Isaac Likely, uh, who won the state title in – 2017 as a junior and then last season was a senior he's also at Oklahoma State now just you know putting in work uh, as a freshman on the Cowboys I think he's, he's probably their best player yeah as a, as a true freshman and so uh, Trezarian just talking about Isaac sending the video last season uh, when they you know got bounced in the third round and uh, they don't want to f- have that feeling again so uh, we wish Tim reviewed the the best of luck there uh, at the state tournament they get Maynard Thursday night in the semifinals uh, I know San Antonio Wagner is on the other side who actually beat Timberview in the Waterburger tournament in December. So I'm sure they would uh, like to meet them in the state final. And, uh, yeah, I'll be down there and wishing them the luck. A few other teams from DFW to make it to state include Dallas Madison, Oak Cliff Faith Family, and Decatur. Again, the tournament uh, starts Thursday, runs through Saturday. You can check out the entire schedule on dfwvarsity.com. Yeah, and uh, – Moving on to baseball now, I'd like to touch on one uh, story that I've done, and uh, you can check it out a little bit later this week on dfwvarsity.com. It's just a local tournament here in Fort Worth. Uh, it's in their third season, the Drew Medford Memorial Tournament. And if you're not familiar, Drew Medford was a heck of a pitcher, played some catcher for uh, the Pasco Panthers. 2016, he graduated, and he had signed to TCU. Uh, you know, he, spoke, he was sounded like he was going to be the next star for the Horned Frogs. Uh, started summer workouts there shortly after graduation. And then August, uh, you know, got in a car, car wreck and, uh, you know, lost his life. Uh, a year later, they, the, his sister actually uh, formed this tournament, and I believe it's 16 teams that play. Um, all over the the area, there's a co- I think Pasco and Arlington Heights are host host schools. There's a couple more, but 16, and then they, they start awarding scholarships. Uh, I believe they're up to $44,000 in scholarships. They're going to add another 32,000 this year, and they will uh, award those to one player from each team on Saturday night. And so, um, you know, if you can make it out to, to any baseball games, uh, be sure to go out to uh, the Drew Medford Memorial Tournament. You know, from one uh, touching story to another, um, Brian did a, a really nice piece on a Justin Northwest senior by the name of Hunter Wallace, um, who happens to be the team captain uh, for the wrestling team. 
but he's got a pretty unique story. Um, Brian, what, what can you tell us about Hunter? Yeah, Hunter, got to talk to him the other day, and uh, he was born uh, three months uh, premature, and uh, uh, I think he weighed two pounds. He was born with cerebral palsy uh, and just had a video from Coach uh, Jessica Fresh, the wrestling coach at Northwest, just showing him doing uh, lifting weights and doing squats. Um, I think her caption was, you know, what's what's your excuse? Uh, and so just a great kid. Um, he, he mentioned that he had a walker until he was in the seventh grade. And now uh, he's a team captain for a wrestling team, just kind of – inspiration for for those guys and for the uh you know any other kids out there who uh seen his video or, or want to hear his story and and yeah that's up on dfwvarsity.com so uh check that story out and the videos there in as well uh if you want to see him you know lifting some weights yeah it's it's a really remarkable uh video um and brian really kind of touched on some of uh some really he he tugged on some heartstrings in the story uh which you can read on dfwvarsity.com um hunter is a very driven individual um he doesn't let um the cerebral palsy uh hold him back uh by any means uh you know he's named the team captain i don't think that was uh a, a sympathy vote there i i think that he uh he really kind of brings everyone together on that team um and, and lifts them up in in many ways and um he's going to uh take some i think a year off after high school to uh to work um so he can earn uh save some money up for college um he wants to go to the university of texas down in austin i believe study sports marketing if i'm right if, and he wants to try and get something in nascar yeah and he wants to do something with nascar which is which is phenomenal and i know there's a path for him there so uh, maybe he can he can stay stay home and, and do something with uh, texas motor speedways uh but uh you know hunter uh tip of the cap to you my friend uh continue your uh, your solid work and uh, you know shout out to coach uh, Jessica Fresh for for getting that video and um, just their coaches for working out with him and uh, I know Northwest Wrestling's always been good. They sent a couple kids down to the state tournament uh, and Aiden Jean was able to win a state title. So I'm sure Hunter was down there and excited for all his teammates. Moving on to soccer, uh, just want to touch base on a couple scores from Tuesday night uh, from around the area. I, was, I made out my way to Lamar High School. The Lamar girls picking up a big uh, 7-0 victory against Sam Houston. Uh, Jordan Mickey and uh, Mia Palladini scored two goals apiece. And then on the boys' side, the the Bowie boys able to pick up a 3-0 victory against the host Vikings. And now the Bowie boys are uh, a point back of Sam Houston for first in that district standings. Um, sticking with 4-6-8 girls, Arlington uh, won 1-0 against Martin to remain first place in the district standings with a couple games left. And again, Sam Houston uh, still first for the boys' side after beating YMLA. So you have uh, the Timber Creek girls um, picked up a really big win, 2-1 over Byron Nelson to keep its playoff hopes alive, um, which also gave head coach Mike King his 399th career uh, or I guess that was his 399th career game. Uh, Brian, who do you have as some of the top performers from the week uh, from uh, you know from the soccer pitch? Yeah, uh, for soccer, you know, we had our player of the week votings, and that ended yesterday. But uh, on the girls' side, uh, Crystal Saldivar over at South Hills uh, was able to be DFW Varsity Girls Soccer Player of the Week. Had uh, six goals during the week in, in two games. Had four against Eastern Hills. Uh, beat out Ashton Wright uh, from Grapevine and Kendall Jennings from Benbrook. 
And then on the boys' soccer side, uh, Cleburne's Ryland Light uh, was able to edge out Freddie Hernandez from Burleson. Uh, Ryland Light had four goals against Ennis as Cleburne uh, trailed 5-2 to two at halftime and came back to win 6-5 there against Ennis. And then just some other top performers of the week. We also had softball player of the week voting. Lauren Lucas from uh, Little Elm, who's uh, Wichita State commit. Big week in three games. She went 7-8 from the plate, 10 RBIs, uh, two home runs against Blue Ridge, and also picked up a win in the circle against Pilot Point. Uh, Eaton's Maddie Wright came up second. She had a, a big game on uh, on the mound as well, had a no-hitter against Amarillo. And uh, Boswell's Emma Robertson had a nice day uh, at the plate as well with 10 RBIs uh, during the week. And then baseball voting, uh, we had Alito's Logan Hewitt. He had a no-hitter, seven innings, uh, 10Ks. He was able to be player of the week. Braden Ferry from Rowlett came in second, who also had a no-hitter. And then Nathan Rooney from Legacy uh, had a couple home runs in the week uh, as well. And just want to give some shout-outs here. First from Tuesday night, uh, Chloe Jones, pitcher from Mansfield Lake Ridge uh, softball. She picked up a no-hitter against uh, Grand Prairie. And then Mason Roach, uh, look out for him and for the baseball season. Colleyville Covenant had 20 strikeouts in the game uh, to set the the school record there. Gosh, handing out no-hitters like Big Macs out here in the the Metroplex. 20 Ks, sounds like um, (laughs) Randy... Randy Johnson. Yeah, yes, absolutely. Uh, that's, wow, I, I don't know what else to say about that, but congratulations to everybody. Um, I do not want to uh, to face you in the uh, <laughs> in the circle at any point. Um, before we wrap up, Brian, what can the audience expect uh, in, in the coming weeks? I know we've got a lot going on. Yeah, like I mentioned, uh, Timberview headed to state Thursday and uh, just going to try and do a little preview. Uh, I mentioned Rodrigo Soares. He was a uh, born in Portugal, so... Excited to do that story. And then uh, when I went out to Lamar, I want to do a feature on uh, two girls there, uh, Brennan Ruland and Jordan Mickey, who are cousins. Uh, and so they've been growing up and playing on soccer together for almost their whole life and actually lucky enough to play at Lamar for four years. And, and now both signed to play at ACU. So uh, they get to spend another four years playing soccer together. And then next week sometime, uh, Luke Joko, uh, you know, the the great Arlington um, offensive lineman who, you know, Coach Scott Peach said probably the best offensive lineman in, in, in city history, Arlington city history. Um, and he went on to, to Texas A&M. So I'm going to do a story there uh, sometime next week. Yeah, and Luke Jokel, um, just piggybacking off what Brian said, was the number two overall pick uh, by the Jacksonville Jaguars Jaguars, um, uh, several several seasons ago. um, Had some injury issues, as most offensive uh, linemen do. um, But I I think he's hanging around the Metroplex right now. So we're going to catch up with Luke and see um, what's going on with him. Uh, Is his football career done, or does he hope to to continue to play? uh, that'll do it for this episode. Uh, once again, uh, you can check out all of our coverage, all of Brian's coverage on uh, dfwvarsity.com. Uh, Brian will be making his way down to San Antonio um, on Thursday to go check out Brock, I believe. Um, and then, uh, you know, Timberview and Duncanville and, and really all of the games down there. So um, be sure to tune in to, uh, to Brian's Twitter handle and to dfwvarsity.com for all of the, uh, the latest and greatest news.